You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, sexymarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Hey there, Sexy Marriage Nation. Welcome once again to Sexy Marriage Radio, where we hope that you've survived Christmas. Yeah. As now that we're just the day after. <laughs> happy holiday! Happy holidays. Hopefully uh, everything's still intact after uh, Christmas. I'm sure people still. This is the this is the holiday that keeps on giving, right? You you have <laughs> depends families, on how you look at it. <laughs> you have the family events sometimes well before yep. the actual day, sometimes well after the actual day. So you maybe you're going to and from holiday events and So safe travels. Safe travels and and hopefully it's this is finding you guys well and um and keeping your head above water with family. It's fascinating conflict. to me on the on the family front that um you can have such a wide range that you can have people that's like, "Oh, I I, I don't get enough time." with my family and then you get the people that are like family is kind of like having fish in the house it's good for about three days then it starts stinking (laughs) yeah (laughs) so wherever you are on that spectrum um thanks for coming back to sexy marriage radio and and hanging out with our family because you're welcome here and hopefully after three days we don't stink Let's hope but not. if we do, let us know. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or 214-702-9565. It's where you can leave a voicemail for the show with your questions, your topics, your your feedback, your comments, your support, whichever it is that you've got. We want to hear it. And if you like the show, we'd ask for you to help us spread the word. Jump on iTunes and subscribe. Um, rate and review the show. Do the same on Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of the ways overcast that you may listen to the show, there's all kinds of podcast players out there. So however you find us, we're so grateful that you do each and every week. And as we wrap up 2018 with this episode, um, we want to just spend a little bit of time looking back. So that's what's going to be coming up on the regular version is mm-hmm. a little bit of a look back at 2018 from Pam and I's perspective. By the way, my wife Pam joining me again as always. Hey, everybody. We're also going to answer a question that seems uh, particularly pointed for this time of year. Yeah. Uh, although it all, I think it applies every year or, or throughout the year. Yeah. But, and then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper and longer, if you want to jump on to that, you can subscribe at sexymarriage.net. Uh, we're going to answer a question from an Academy member that asks, how do you stay connected in an, as an intimate couple and not allow external influences of life to drive you apart? So all of that is coming up on today's show. We're so glad that you're here. So in 2018, the clock is coming to an end. The ball will drop in a little while. And 2019 will come again or will come on on the scene. Not come again. Not come again. For the first time. Well, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So one of the things that's that's beneficial we found in life, and then we're going to do this as a show, is it's, it's good to kind of look at where you've come from. You know, yeah. spend just a little bit of time reminiscing about what all's gone right, what's done well, what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good to take stock, and that can be under the umbrella of gratitude and awareness and just presence of life. And so, 
Pam, I'm curious if you want to come out of the gates to start this ball. What jumps out to you uh, from 2018 for Sexy Merge Radio? Well, one of the things that I um, really appreciate and like is that early on, um, at least a lot of the back end thing, you you had great hosts with you, but a lot of the back end things um, kind of fell on your shoulders. And this year with Jessica and Shiloh um, being a part of the team, helping you out on the back end. Right. Um, uh, from my perspective, I've really appreciated that and like to see you having those other people to also bounce ideas off of and um, and share in some of that process on the back end of Sexy Marriage Radio, as well as the Academy and, and all that they mm-hmm. throw in and help out with the uh, getaway as well. Yep, uh, That's been a great thing that I've seen happen um, with this over this last year. And from my perspective, too... The, the addition of, Shil- of Shiloh and Jessica, Jessica came on board in 2018, um, has been fabulous mm-hmm. to help with some of the behind the scenes and even some of the out front things that, that, that they will do from time to time. And so what they're affectionately known to me as the Sexy Marriage Empire, yeah, because they're the ones helping build this thing. Um, but you, you also, babe, can't overlook the fact that the addition of you on the air this year has has made uh, things different for the show, but I think a, a completely different feel from the show. Yeah. Because if, if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio or what we call the Sexy Marriage Nation, then up to this point, um, in 20, up to 2018, uh, I had a, two different co-hosts throughout the life of Sexy Marriage Radio at that time that were all... Uh, specialist in the sex or marriage field mm-hmm. as coaches. And so you got two two viewpoints from professionals that weren't married to each other, and we kind of had a, its own flair mm-hmm. to it. And that was very intentional in the way we started the show. I mean, that yeah. was one of the things that I had as, as a desire was I wanted a, a male and female perspective, but also two different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And so we satisfied that with the help of Gina when we started with Gina Paris, and yep. then Shannon Etheridge for four and a half years right after the two years of Gina. Mm-hmm. And you filled in uh, during some of the times where Shannon needed to take some time away, mm-hmm. uh, just with some a lot of the stuff that happened in her life. And then when we made the transition, as she shifted away from the show, you've you've come in and created helped me create Sexy Marriage Radio 3.0 is what we've called it, and that's that came out in May of 2018, where uh, it had a, a different flavor to it, if you will, because one of the things that jumps out to me, Pam, is you're a rock star in the voice of the low desire, but also just in the voice of the people at times. <laughs> Thank you. Those that are like, uh, restate that for me. <laughs> exactly. Because we get a lot of emails that come in that talk about they love the feel of a husband and wife leading this. And, okay. and one of the things that uh, just as we venture into 2019, that's still on the forefront of my mind is this is still a show about the sexy marriage nation. It's not a show about us. That's right. what it that, should be, yeah. And that's we want it to be something that is helpful to people. Yeah, it's not just a platform for us to talk about ourselves, and that we we don't ever want to do that. Uh, we sometimes will will venture into that air arena, mainly just to try to make a point or show how something might be playing out, and just to show that we're real people behind the mics here. Ideally, a, an example might be able to help someone else understand exactly. it better. But it's been fabulous to me, although. Th- 
there has been some uh, rough patches off the air between us as we've transitioned into this because it wasn't an easy <laughs> shift new t- at new times. New territory, certainly for for me, and new territory for you having to look in the face of your wife when you're recording <laughs> these things. Yeah, it's, it's totally different reading you as we're having the conversations than reading the other co-hosts I've had, because I have a completely different relationship and, re- and know you much, much more. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, where did I go with that? Oh, no. And I kind of watch your face, and it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll, I'll bring that up later, and we'll see what's what, what needs to yeah. be covered still. The other thing that really jumps out to me um, is the the kind of the recent shift we've had after 3.0 originally rolled out the gate and we did the two shows a week where one show a week was with me and a variety of different experts and guests. And we also put all those on YouTube and they're still there. Um, And then when we shifted back to the one episode a week concept with the addition of the voicemail line and having a chance for the sexy imagination to call in with their questions and with their thoughts and just to hear the voices of the people. I love that flair. Yeah. I, it, I love hearing the voices of listeners as well. And that just adds a lot more. Um, uh, I'm not spices, not the word, a depth lot more to detail and depth mm-hmm. to where, when questions are being asked. Um, I think everybody out there knows that a text or an email while you can still ask a question, some doesn't give tone inflection that a lot, a lot of us like to hear. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's been nice to be able to hear the voices of, of people that are listeners and have their yep. have questions. And as we venture into 2019, I want to call upon the Sexy Marriage Nation to help us out more with the voicemails. We get a lot of emails still come in, welcome them, love it. But I also uh, would love it if, if you would call 214-702-9565 with your questions and with your thoughts, because that's something that just adds a different feel to the show. And it allows us, because what we're trying to go with this version of the show is we want to go deeper with the specifics that people are asking, which I know is going to mean sometimes we don't cover something as completely as someone may want, we're just hoping we've covered it as completely as the person that asked the question would want. Because there would be offshoots and tangents and little things that would apply to other people. And we, we can't cover them all, but we do want to really try to be helpful because we want to be a trusted source that helps frame conversations and helps them take place in your marriage. Because that's where all of this takes place mm-hmm. in our mind, is we want the sex life that you have in your marriage to be the best it can be. Yeah. And also to help us out with that, I'm just now remembering this, um, we're running a a quick audience survey for the next several weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you'd go to sexymarriage.net and find today's episode in the show notes, there'll be a link that'll take you just less than five minutes, just a little bit about you as an audience. It's all anonymous. That would really help us out as we frame the next year. Yeah. Then the other one other thing that jumps out to me, Mm -hmm. seven years in. Almost 400 episodes is that's where we exciting. are with this. That's exciting. I love that. Um, remembering what it was like to um, go listen to episode number one. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and how fun that was to, to kickstart it, to um, hear the excitement in your voice. And I love knowing that you're as excited about episode 400 as you were about episode one. This is so much fun. This yeah. is this is one of the things that's the highlight of my weeks. 
is when we get a chance to record and talk about what we're going to be doing and and have a chance to help uh, speak into stuff that's not being talked about, mm-hmm. to ruffle some feathers at times, to to educate, to help promote, to encourage. That's what, that's what we're trying to be. Yeah. And on that idea of ruffling some feathers, one of the things that stands out to me is we've had several little pushbacks from the audience this year. Yeah. Which I'm good with. I like it. I think it's the it helps us know where we stand, where we are, solidify our message to make sure we're being clear. Because as we've said before, as this stuff's unfolded, this is a relationship with you as a sexy marriage nation that we love hearing from you too. It's not just monologue. It is. I I like that people are invested enough to to email um, whether it's positive or negative. But I'm hoping that those conversations are going on more at home. I mean, we right. we have the realization that there's no way that we can make everybody in this world happy. If everybody listened to our podcast, um, we would have differing views mm-hmm. across the board of what's good, what's bad, what's ugly. And we're, there's no way we can make everybody happy. But our hope is that you within your marriage are talking with it about about. Mm-hmm. To your spouse. Absolutely. Talking about whatever it is you like or don't like. And that helps the two of you become more solid in where you want to be as a couple. Take that and run with it. So we're excited with the feedback either way it goes. Absolutely. Because we do hear from people that call in or voicemail or email us to say, in having conversations with my husband about this or having conversations about my wife with this, then that's great because it's helping you solidify what do you really believe? What do you really think and and drives you forward? Yeah. Because that's what this whole thing's about. And then the last thing that jumps out to me is a a special shout out to the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy and to the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy extended version listeners. Because that's the new, a new thing. The Academy has been going on Mm -hmm. for uh, over a year now. And it's been fabulous to watch that uh, unfold and morph and evolve and the, the support and the conversation that takes place in the, in the chat areas and on the phone calls that we get once a month, which are the live coaching Q&As. But then we also added just the extended version that you could join just to get the additional content. And it's, it's great to see the interplay of the people that catch that and join and ask for more and want to go deeper and help us shape it because they get a little bit more access with that. And I love that addition. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to hear what you think. What stands out to you in 2018? Uh, feedback at or even better, 214-702-9565 is the way you can let us know what jumps out to you, good or the bad. We want to hear it. Yeah, we'd love to hear victories that maybe you've had in your marriage because of what you've heard as well. Absolutely. So this came into the inbox, and this is an interesting question that we've not really talked about before on the show. And so I'm going to paraphrase this because this is from a husband who says that they love the show, both he and his wife, mm-hmm. and they listen as, as often as they can. But one of the things that's jumped out to him particularly is when it comes to uh, the idea of sex happening, you know, typically there's pressure, it's known, it's coming. And the only thing that, that really gets in the way of sex is she has to loosen up a little bit. And she does this repeatedly by a glass or glasses of wine. Okay. And initially he says this doesn't really bother him because it's like, Hey, okay. 
It's kind of like foreplay. But now he sees it as almost a necessity, and he's not sure what to feel about that. Hmm. And so he's wondering, what do you do when you have a wife who anytime sex is going to be happening, there has to be some sort of glass of wine or alcohol involved to make it happen because it's hard for him not to take it personal. Okay. That's a, uh, that's a interesting question. Uh, I guess I would ask the same of whatever it might be to stimulate the spouse. I, I don't know. I guess alcohol might be that taboo topic that, right. There can be a morality to it in the sense of whatever your values are. Yes. There could be a, Ooh, this goes against what we believe or what I really believe or want. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm initially thinking, well, I do that sometimes, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's just a reality of, uh, it has been a tense day at work and I just want to relax. I'm have a glass of wine and that's going to help me relax. Right. And, uh, and typically this is the problem most whenever you're talking about the differences between the higher desires wants and the lower desires wants, because I'd. I would not have associated high desire, low desire with this. Well, so but my hunch, I'm interested to hear what you're saying. My, my hunch is the higher desire, if they they already have it, sex is a little bit more on the forefront, so they don't need as much for that threshold to be reached of, I'm interested, okay. I want this, I'm engaged. Whereas the lower desire, there's the threshold is different, maybe even much further of, okay, I've got to get out of my own head. I've, I've got to unwind. I've got to loosen up. Yeah. And alcohol is a, it's a thing that lowers your inhibitions. Certainly. So you're more fluid and, and suggestive, if you will, to go places that maybe you wouldn't go sober. <laughs> sure. Well, and I guess I have to say what seems to be the, the, el- the obvious elephant in the room is, um, just like anything else, uh, moderation True it comes into play, right? And so you do have a concern for, um, I don't know, is concern the right word? I'll, I'll, that's the word I'm going to use. A concern for anyone that the only way that they can get their mind right, whether it's about sex or right. dealing with stress Any or whatever. Kind of a stress release, yes. It, if you have to go to alcohol for that every time, right? for anyone, I would say that that would be something that would be questionable. You know, sure. we got to, we got to look at how are you self-soothing? How are you, how are you dealing with life? Do I have to go there? So that's why I, I'm looking at this going, well, that's a valid question to ask. Yeah. To me, the question, the, the, the question I want to ask the husband is, have you had a conversation with your wife about this specifically without the alcohol involved? where you're having lunch, you're having dinner, and you're like, hey, you know, this is almost the state of the sexual union conversation mm-hmm. of, hey, this is one of the things I've noticed because it could be that it's something she's not even aware of because she may not be drinking to excess because I can yeah. think of a lot of clients I've had where they don't, it hasn't really gotten into this arena of how, all and how it leads towards sex or not. It's more, how do you wind down the day? And so I want a glass of wine every day or I have a beer every day or, or a couple every day, but it's not, it's not a functional alcoholic level by any means. It's just a, I'm, it's just part of my nature. It's part of my culture and the way I'm living. And it could just be something they don't even realize it on, you know what? I've never even put all that together. And maybe that changes the connotation and the structure going forward for you. Maybe it doesn't, but at least you've brought it up 
and you've said, here's where I stand on. And I don't necessarily like it because the thing I'd also have to ask the husband is, is this a personal thing about you or is it a personal thing about her? Or is it and both? Does, does that mean, well, have you had some history with someone in your family who always drank too much and that's a separate meaning that you're putting behind it? Is that kind of where you're going? That or I was thinking more of the lines of, is this like a personal, to have sex with me, she has to be a little bit buzzed. Oh, but with someone else, maybe she wouldn't? I, I would hope that wouldn't happen, but we, can, our mind can fill in things with a lot of scary scenarios. Depending on and where we, you are. And we take it very personal on what our spouse does or doesn't do. Okay. And so one of the questions is, okay, this is just about her. And if I frame it that way, my conversation might be a little different because I would be less defensive. Okay. I would be less reactionary. And so it's at least the worth, worth the thought process to go through. And then the other, the last thing that jumps out to my mind is what could, what else could you do? Could you have a glass of wine with her? You could also take the opposite stance of this. Okay. That if you feel like for having sex that's, that you're having, alcohol has to be involved, is that sex worth wanting? And if it's not, as far as you as the husband goes, Anytime she's you thinking sex is going to happen and she goes to get some wine or whatever to get in the mood, just tell her, no, go ahead. Just drink it. I'm not, I'm not interested in having sex that way anymore. And change the connotation. Wow. Because you bring it more front and center. I mean, that's, if the state of the sexual union conversation doesn't go, that's a, that's a bolder move. Mm-hmm. So what is the real deal here? What's really going on? Yeah. Because... This is also kind of like what you're describing a little bit earlier, Pam, of is it to excess to where it really is a problem or is it just an enhancer that's really not a problem? It is just, it's a relaxer, which maybe isn't really a problem because if you think about it, when it comes to sex, we do a lot of things to help relax into it at times. We set an environment, we set a mood, you shower, you clean up, you know, those are all things that are, that are transitions or margins into the act. Yeah. And alcohol is an obvious one for a lot of people. And wine is a good one for a lot of people because wine has properties in it that actually enhance, according to some research, they will enhance arousal. Well, and I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'm just talking from a personal point of view mm-hmm. where I am. When I have a glass of wine before I know an evening where we're probably um, going to have sex that evening, there is nothing to do with that wine that is anything about this is the only way I can have sex. <laughs> it's, you know what? I let my guard down and I can just go and enjoy and be. Mm-hmm. And So it's more of stress release or relief. And relaxing to transition into a moment or an experience. Yeah, those days make it not as hard to get my mind in the game. Okay. When I have to work harder to get my mind in the game often, um, on the days that I don't. And then I throw to the, you know, I'm kind of twisting this around on my question of excess or not excess you know are you having sex once a week and that's the only time she has a glass of wine <laughs> right and that's where you you look at 
what is the pattern of this? Because that's yeah. my last question. And, okay. and this is for the husband. Bring it up to the wife in the conversation, too. Or if she's listening to this, this is, this is to her, too, pointedly. What is the pattern of what are the things that you use to help bring about things in life? Mm-hmm. And are those things helping you, harming you? potentially harming you because they can fit in all kinds of arenas because we can medicate in a lot of ways and some of them are healthier than others. Some of them that are even quote unquote healthy can be easily not healthy. Wine is one of them. They say in research, medical research is constantly saying now a glass of red wine a day is healthy for you. It's good. It stimulates blood flow. It helps the body. But a bottle of wine a day, no. The excess becomes a problem. Well, I guess you could, I I think of a lot of different arenas that uh, this could go to as far as other devices. I mean, when you're talking about orgasm, does she always need a vibrator or some sort of toy? Um, I guess those kinds of, there'd be a a lot of offshoots of this, of what's always needed or what's not needed. And the point, so. the point would be if you're going to, when you're going to do like take inventory of your life, which we're coming to the end of the year, it's a good time to do this yeah. as you're planning for the next year. When you're taking inventory, how do you do it with suspend judgment as much as you can? Yeah. Uh, just to get an accurate look at, okay, now I know where I stand. Now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because a lot of times if I come in it and I've got a real judgmental lens and we can really be judgmental of ourselves. We can. That's human, human condition. So come at it with, okay, I just want to find out what, what does the information say? What does my pattern say? What are my behaviors saying? And then add meaning to it. Yeah. And that can give us a better view. Or if I want to take another courageous step, ask my spouse, what do you see that I use that helps me transition into sex, helps me transition into an evening, helps me relax, helps me enjoy something? Yeah. And maybe that's good information. I can look going ahead going, I'm okay being that or no, I'm not. And I want to really enhance and change some of those things. Yeah. I I think to beyond that, the the amount of wine, if if a spouse is inebriated because of what they've taken and you just don't want to have sex with someone you can tell it just mm-hmm. isn't themselves. Because there's there there's that line that you end up crossing and it's like Wait, this isn't my spouse. Right. They're they're someone else because right. of how much they had to drink, and I really don't want to have sex with that. Um, and I think that might be the source of a lot of the questions that might come up. Of like, you know what? One, okay, because you haven't really lost you. Yeah. But when you get further in there, it is it's different. I want to be with you. You're, yeah, and I and I want to share this with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's your end. That's your start. Yeah. Of the conversation. Well, as 2018 comes to a close, Pam, yeah, and 2019 is right around the corner, um, I'm looking forward to what's, to what's coming up next. Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting year. I think just looking at all that's gone on this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> all that's kind of in the works for next, mm-hmm. um, I can't help but be excited about it. Yeah. Because there's there's some great things coming. Uh, the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway is yeah, one of them in fifth June. fifth one, we're super excited the about that. fifth one with some new things I want to try to roll out at that getaway that we've never done before. So if you're not coming, come join us. It, it's going to be a fabulous week. 
yeah. together of those four days. So this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us. And we will see you again next year. Happy New Year.